Welcome to another episode of My Jets Fans Podcast with host Davin Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast, Instagram at NY Jets Fans Podcast as we get into another week. We're very close to training camp and we can't wait for football to come back soon. So let's get started with Robbie Anderson. Uh, Robbie Anderson, of course, talk about being undrafted. And also he's saying that you know, Sam is Sam Darnold is his guy, but he just wasn't seeing the ball enough, and they had issues on the field. So, uh, Chris, what what does this mean, and why is Robbie coming out at this time? Personally, I don't know why he's coming out with any of this stuff. I think uh, you know what he signed a contract to to go with Carolina. Just go, have fun. You know, you you wanted to play with your former college coach. Uh, you think that's a better situation for you? Then, then go for it. You know, I, why does he have to turn around and start talking anything negative, even if it's not that negative, but anything negative towards his former quarterback or, or the team itself? I, I just, I, I don't see it. I mean, the guy should be, the guy should be grateful what the Jets did for him. You know, being an undrafted free agent brought him in. He had the off off the field problems when he when he was first brought in, and they stuck with him. You know, and then I think last offseason they he had another issue, but that went away. So I, I think the Jets were pretty, you know, uh, whatever, patient with him, if you want to say it that way, and giving him a chance. So I, I don't I don't understand this at all. I don't know where it's coming from, but I guess some people just can't just, you know, enjoy the ride. They got to, you know, look back and talk stuff about a, a former player or a former team. So I don't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I I don't I don't um, think I think the only things that Robbie Anderson should have been saying was a letter to the Jets, like normal players do, a letter to the Jets or the letter to a, the Jets fans, saying that thank you for the opportunity, you know, um, you helped me grow to the player I am now, and it's time for me to take it to another level, something like that. There you go. Boom. You know, the Mick, you're not throwing anybody under the bus. You're not sounding like you're throwing anybody under the bus. Even if you didn't really throw Sam under the bus, you know, you want, you know people. With, you know, in light of re- recent events, man, I, I just go back to the same thing when Herman Edwards used to say, you know, don't press send. You know, like <laughs> think about what you're saying before you say it first. Because there's really no context with social media. You put stuff out, people people just take whatever they want out of what you take. You say, even if you were trying to be, you know, you weren't trying to be, you know, negative towards Sam, you know, which I which I'm trying my best to give you the benefit of the doubt that you weren't, because let's be real, you wouldn't have been the 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 darling of the NFL when it comes to the um, deep ball, if your quarterback wasn't good at it, you understand me? Um, I mean, and Sam, unfortunately, is not as good as he should be yet at the deep ball. But but you got you did so many good things together. You know, you, dwelling on the negative is not really something you should be doing. So, you know, uh, that's, a, that's a bad look on, 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 on Anderson, man. Just move on. Go to your new team. Like I said, if you had to send something, that would be your only, you know, your only response to anything Jets, you know, say something nice about the organization, tell them thank you, you. and move on. Hmm. Uh, Oh, man. I thought I would never talk about this man. Um, You know, you basically, he made it seem like that, that he could, he could have, basically pick more than just one team or gotten chosen than more than one team. Do you know how hard it is for undrafted players to make it, make it on, like even be decent, not even on top of their game, decent, like Robbie Anderson, decent, not number one wide receiver as we know, but decent, you know, I just felt for Robbie, it was like, okay, if I go to a bad team, I could be a starter and if I do decent, I'll make top. I'll make decent money, not top money, but good enough money. And that's what happened in this situation, you know. So it's 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 all good, you know. But we'll see what he does with uh Teddy Bridgewater. So it's no excuses for the man. <laughs> that's the way how I see it. I don't know if y'all agree with me or not, but 
that's the way how I see it. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't get it, man. Just, just leave. If you want to leave, just leave. You know, I've always been told since I can remember. You got nothing nice to say. Don't <laughs> there you go. Don't, yep. <laughs> right. Don't that's say. That's one of the best sayings ever. That's it. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know how to use that advice, but yeah, we, we, we <laughs> already know what it is, though, Chris. <laughs> so, Robbie, pick your stuff up and leave. Great. Thank you for. You know, thank you for everything you did for us, but move on. That's it. That's all. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> I agree to it. Uh, let's 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 move on from that. Um, I, I think the biggest news of the week was Mahomes' extension, ten years, four hundred fifty, could be up to five hundred three million dollars. Uh, one hundred forty of it is injury guaranteed, and wow. I think none of us – we expected him to get paid, but I think none of us expected him to be, get paid this much. Um, Charmin, how important was it for, for the Chiefs to keep Mahomes for, for a long time? Very important. I mean, we haven't seen a player of his caliber in a long time. Um, the things that he could do, you know, and he hasn't even peaked. That's the scary part about it, you know, he making a comment that, um, over the offseason, I think he said that, somewhere about halfway through the seasons when he really started understanding how to really read defenses. What? What are you talking about? Dude, you had 50 touchdowns the year before. Right. What are you talking about you couldn't read defenses? <laughs> if that's even remotely possible, what the hell are you going to do when you could actually understand what defenses could do to you? Right, if he's not reading defenses. Um, Imagine when he does God. learn. God, come on, man. I mean, I've seen I've seen him do things like like look off safeties and and, and look off underneath players and manipulate people. So it, so you're telling me you understand the nuance of the playing of playing just backyard football basically at an elite level, but you're not a pro at playing NFL football. Wow. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, the sky's the limit. But back to the whole contract thing, um, $140 million guarantee is a lot of money. And, um, but I think a lot of people are kind of embellishing how big this contract is. Um, what, what he, I know that it's a lot more money than the next guy. Because I think the other person that's guaranteed closest to him is who? The ninety million that Kirk doesn't get, probably. I think that's the closest. So yeah, so that's the closest. That yeah, that's a that's a lot of money. I understand that. But we know a lot of um, money coming coming soon. Yeah, guys. So <laughs> yeah, we we also know that. But um, but you know, I think a lot of people were talking about the five hundred and three a lot. But the thing, but it, you have to remember NFL contracts. Uh, one and one, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that have to happen for him to even re remotely reach that half a million dollar, uh, half a billion dollars. You know, he he, you know, he has to win multiple MVPs, multiple Super Bowls over those ten years. Which, come on, man, let's be real. <laughs> as good as this kid is, you know, how many MVPs and how many Super Bowls do you think he's gonna win? You know, I, you know. Three, right in ten years, yeah. you know that would be that would be ridiculous. You know, right. three three Super Bowls in ten years is, I mean, we we know our hated rivals won six or whatever, you know, whatever amount of time they did, but but that would be incredible for a kid like that to do. And um, but keeping a team around him is gonna be difficult. Keep keeping the coaching around him because they have an older coach. How long? How much longer? Is uh. Is Andy Reid going to be around? Um, how long? Much longer is Eric Bieniemy is going to be around? I mean, I mean, it's interesting in my mind. Uh, but in my opinion, you know, in my opinion, this contract is not going to reach reach its end. I think they're going to probably, probably redo reach. this contract by before the end, before the end of the ten years. Because if he, let's say, in the next in the Last five in the next five years, he wins. Let's say he wins three Super Bowls in the last five in the next five years. 
how much you, if everything goes back to normal from where we stand, especially the things we're going through in society, imagine, imagine how, you know, how much, imagine how much, um, you know, he could, he could go back to the negotiating table, basically, you know, you don't know how many other um, quarterbacks are going to rise next to him and get paid almost close to him. You know, we don't know what the cap's going to be looking like. So let's say the cap expands in in the next five years to a ridiculous sum of money. That $45 million is going to be, you know, it's going to look like peanuts. You know, he's going to probably try to renegotiate that. So, I mean, I mean, kudos to the man, man. Kudos to the Chiefs. They got their man for 10 years. You know, uh, I think it's a team-friendly deal and it's a Mahomes-friendly deal also. So, um Awesome deal, man. I like it. Yeah, I think it's a great deal, too. If he makes it to the end, you know, he'll be 35 in the last year of his contract. And I think that's Sheesh. that's fine for a quarterback, too. You know, especially a guy that's in good shape and all that. If he makes it. Because you just mentioned uh, it's guaranteed $141 million. Okay, but all of that, all that guaranteed money is going to be paid in the first five years of the deal. Yes, I forgot about it. Yes. So after those five years, I'm not saying they will, but after those five years, if they cut them, it's for nothing. You know, they don't have – nothing else is guaranteed after that fifth year. And that's yeah. smart from the Chiefs. Right. And there's no – That's why I said it. Yeah. There's it's nothing. A... So this is a great deal for both, yep. obviously. I mean, I don't see them, you know, cutting a kid – a kid – cutting a guy in the middle of his prime at 29, 30 years old either. So – but – God forbid, if something happens, you know, within those five years or after the fifth year, something major happens, they could cut him, and it's like, okay, no big deal, no big loss. You know, we paid him all that money, and like you said, if they win one, two Super Bowls in the next five years, that'll be freaking amazing. If they do that, that'll so, be 140 million dollars well spent. Yeah, they'll take that. So I, I don't think this is a bad deal at all. I mean, everybody's nope. looking at, you know, obviously he's going to be making 40 something million a year. You know, the average salary, I think it's going to be 45 when it works out. But right. you know what? We got young quarterbacks coming up that are going to be signing contracts. And not that they're going to get paid $45 million, but they're going to be paid close to it. You know, they're going to be up there in the 35 to 40 range. You know, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson. If Sam has a good year this year, you could see him getting a, a pretty big extension after this year. So, you know – it's always like that first one. And in every sport, every position, it's that guy who's, who's a free agent, you know, good player at the right place at the right time. And they signed the big deal. And that's where he is right now. And Very well said. Very yeah. well said. Yeah. Because that's the same argument we've been having about Dak, you know, Prescott. It's not that Dak deserves the whatever amount of money, you know, he's just at the, he's just happened to be in a point in, in the NFL um, timing that the money is what it is, you know? It's not that easy. It's just, it's just the, what the market is. The market is what it is, so that's what he he, he needs to get paid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. This is, this is crazy. Um, now, this is a fax. This is all facts right here. From 2001 to 2004, five quarterbacks – have signed a 10-year deal. And <laughs> and it's funny because the numbers from today to back then in 2001 to 2004 is freaking ridiculous. Um, Brett Favre, he has signed the 10-year $100 million deal. Um, okay. Bledsoe, 10 years, $103 million deal with the Patriots in 2001. Um, Donovan McNabb, 12-year deal, $115 million. Dante Culpepper, 10 years, 102 million. And Michael Vick, 10 years, 130 million. And this is from 2001 to 2004. Now we're seeing 10 years, oof, 450 million. The NFL changed a lot. Yep. And not yeah. that long of a time either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that they, they changed a lot. So so we know, so we all know how Jamal Adams is feeling right now, now that Mahomes got paid. I know he's congratulating them. 
But I know he's 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 really frustrated now because he's gonna be like, nah, now this yeah, really is for the pandemic. <laughs> There's a big difference though between safety and quarterback in the league now. And he knows okay. that. Yeah. Okay. How good of a safety you are? You're not a quarterback. You're nowhere near <laughs> the importance of a quarterback. So it is what it is. You know, unfortunately for him, but not unfortunately. I mean, the guy still has a couple of years. We got through this already, but yeah, but <laughs> no, I, I'd be, you know, like, hey, you know what? I, as long as I get paid, I'm good. Mm, and I'd be yeah. this year, and I know what's going on this year, so I could wait. You know. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Chris. Great, great points on the topic. Um, let's move. Let's move along. Um, RG three and it's a lot going on in the NFL. So let's let's start off with uh, RG three. Um, it's being said that uh, it might not be no preseason games. Um, Chris, how 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 would that come? We know we we always talk about preseason games. It's not important. How would it play out that it's no preseason games played, and how will they prepare? How will the teams prepare themselves for the season? Well, I mean, without without preseason games, without you know, I think to me it's going to impact the number one the teams that have added more players to their team, and also it's going to affect the undrafted guys that have to show and prove themselves in game you know in game time, not just in practice. So in that, in that aspect, it's going to really, to me, it's going to really affect those teams. And that's, that is a, a good amount of teams. And we're one of them that has a lot of new players. And we also have a lot of undrafted guys that, that we did sign that we were hoping to see on the field and to say, all right, let's see how good these guys are. And talking with Joe Blewett last week, you know, he did give us a couple of names to look out for. So um, to me, that that's where it's going to affect the most. The, uh, the teams with a lot of new players, number one, and number two, those undrafted free agents on every team, actually, that have to earn a spot during the preseason. Because there is so many players that have needed or that have used preseason games to make the team. You know, you could do so much in practice. You know, there's so much you could do on a practice field. But you don't, you know, the coaches don't really see what you're really doing until you're in a game. Right? So. To me, that's where it's going to really affect um, these players. The veterans, they're fine. You know, they, they're, you know, like they know what they're doing. The coaches know, all right, we know what to expect from these guys. No big deal. They've been working out anyway. We've had them here a couple of years, so they know the offense. They know the defense, whatever. It's the, it's the undrafted guys. It's the rookies, and it's the teams that – have added more teams that it's really going to affect not having any preseason game. It was going to affect them anyway, only having one or two preseason games. That's really limited. Now, if there's no, there's no games at all, it's really going to affect these guys. But the one good thing about uh, the league right now is they did add, I think, two players to the practice squad. So now you have a little bit more leeway to add a couple of guys more that you want to see later on down, down the road. So, um, I do feel bad if there's no preseason games. I definitely do feel bad for the undrafted guys because it's going to be tough to prove yourself just in practice. Yeah, um, that's that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is um, this is professional football, and the nuances of <clears throat> NFL football are something that need to be uh, learned. Um, I, I mean, and and. I mean, even if the veterans know what to do, the way the team works is everybody, everybody should know, should what, know to what to do. Um, um, you can't, you can't just say, you know, oh well, you know, Jamal knows what to do, so the corners will figure it out. You know, I mean, it's gonna be hard to communicate constantly over and over again. I mean, the good thing about us is that we have guys like C.J. Mosley and Jamal Adams, um, you know, um, on the defense. And we have people like Lev Bell and, and Sam. And, you know, the, the thing is, you know, we have a center that needs to know the offense. I never played in this offense before. You know, multiple offensive linemen that need to understand the offense. Um, you know, so, it, you know, there's a lot of intricate information that needs to be disseminated 
not own, not just by reading or watching the playbook, but actually doing it, you know. And then, and there's a lot of, there's a, especially in the offensive line, man, there's a lot of synchronicity that's needs that's needed. And, and that's going to take a hit, you know, in my opinion, I think, I think across the board, I think a lot of teams are going to suffer from that. I think the teams that are going to be good are the teams that are returning all their offensive linemen, basically, you know, that, that's going to be, that's going to be the thing, you know, um, but I'm, I'm hoping they could at least have at least one or two games at this point, because I think the no games at all is really going to hurt. Yeah, no, definitely. That's why I said the, the teams that are, that have added the, you know, the most players, like a team like us, we have a lot of new players coming in. Um, and we also have a lot of undrafted guys, you know, every team has undrafted free agents, but those are the guys that are really going to take the hit. But the teams like, say, Kansas City, you know, unfortunately, they're Super Bowl champs, the reigning Super Bowl champs. And they're also the Super Bowl favorites, even more so with the limited practice that we, that they're going to have this year and the limited preseason games, if any at all. So that's a team that's going to – because they've added really very little uh, this offseason, and they're bringing back the Super Bowl champion team. So that's, that's the kind of team that's going to, you know uh, – benefit the most from the limited uh, practice time, you know, the Saints too, you could say, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Like you said, hopefully we get at least one or two uh, practice games because I know we're going to start off slow. If that, I can't see us starting off hot in the beginning, if, if that's the case, because we, we have a lot of new players, especially like you said, offensive line that needs time to gel. I mean, I think on a normal preseason, it would it would still it would still take time to gel, so all right. it, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. I I, I agree with both of y'all. Uh, no no comment on that. Y'all y'all nailed that in the head. Uh, good takes on that. Um, let's move along. Uh, we 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 know you know with the COVID nineteen that's going on. Um, we've been seeing some we've been seeing some numbers still growing. Um, it seems like it's not slowing down anytime soon. Um, the NFL and NFLPA is, uh, is is really questioning the plans, uh, the COVID nineteen plans, and they they haven't really you know came to some type of agreement. Um, Sharman, what is what is going on in this situation? Like I've said it, I've said it before. Um, I think I think the the pro the um, NFL has a lot of tweaking to do with whatever plans they have. I know it's coming down to the wire, but I think at the end of the day, I think it's best to keep tweaking because I know a lot of what's going on right now. A lot of people are not happy with it. Um, I think our own um, uh, offensive guard, Lewis, uh, had something to say about it. The fact that he felt like there wasn't enough information being sent out to the players, um, enough to describe exactly how they're going to deal with everything. Um, but I think recently they were they they um, just today uh, they sent a little bit more information out. I think there's going to be a lot of tweaking going on, man. I think um, I think I think it's too early to jump the gun and say nothing is uh, you know every anything is set in stone. I think they're going to keep working at trying to get the best situation, the best way to do everything um, until the eleventh hour, basically. So um, you know. I, I'm listen. I'm 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 happy that people are fighting back and making sure that the NF keep try to keep the NFL on its toes and making sure they work at getting the best out there. And I I also trust in the in the NFL in that they're doing the same thing that they keep working at the whole situation and trying to get the best that they could. Um, because this is some serious stuff, you know. Um, we don't want a bunch of sick get get a bunch of sick guys there. We need to have you know the best that we could get, you know, without getting everybody sick. Uh, that That's the goal. Yeah, I, I think the big thing is a lot of these players um, are looking at the other leagues and, you know, they look at the uh, MLS. They're going to start actually tomorrow. And the MLS, uh, one of the teams already backed out because a couple of guys got, you know, tested positive. So they uh, – I think it's the Dallas team um, – they're already out of that uh, tournament that they're going to have. And you see in the NBA, there's a play here, a player there. 
the Brooklyn Nets, I think, have four players that tested positive that aren't going to play now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, and I'm sure that's what, you know, the NFL players are looking at, like, hey, all these guys are getting, are testing positive. What, what about us? You know, what kind of program you got for us? What are we going to do? What are you going to keep us safe? And um, so well, I don't blame Lewis for speaking up. I mean, but like you said, they're going to, they, they got to tweak it because it's almost a week to week thing where things are changing. You know, you see a state popping up with spike here, a spike there. And, um, you know, it's, 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 to me, it's, it's very volatile, this situation, every way you look at it. Um, yeah. And, uh, and it's changing. So hopefully the, the league is changing with it to try to protect their players. Um, yeah, that, this is, I'm right. sorry, Devin. Um, I would just wanted to make one more point. I think, I think, um, making the point, like paying attention to what's going on in Europe and, um, and with, with, uh, the, with soccer, and how they were able to do that and how even the EPL was able to play more games and stuff like that. And one of the things that's consistent is the fact that the British society on the whole, their numbers are way down. You know, the German society on the whole, the numbers are way down. The problem is over here, unfortunately, you know, despite what certain people say, there's way too many sick people walking around there's too ways too many sick people in the hospital way too many people that care less about wearing a mask because it's you know whatever they believe in you know and unfortunately that's kind of contributing to the difficulty in the nfl being able to actually um create a safe environment not only the nfl but the nba and the nhl and baseball you know they can't create a safe environment for their players because unfortunately we as Americans haven't done enough to keep this uh, this thing, you know, tight as tight as we should, you know. And, and unfortunately, Europe leads the way, you know. As bad as it was for them, they were able they were able to have multiple they they multiple um, weekends of of soccer, both in in Britain and both in 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 in, um, in, in Germany. So. You know, I think the key is getting things, getting things working in state by state, and making things work outside. That way, that that would impact, have a positive impact on all the sports, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad because you do see, like you said, other countries, they're doing everything. You know, they're slowly getting back, but they're all their sports leagues are coming back. You got all the Premier Leagues, soccer soccer wise, they're all back. Korean baseball is back. The, the other leagues are coming back. So, um, you know, it's it's sad. And it's frustrating to see our country lagging behind the world <laughs> in all this. And we should be we should be up front. And we're actually lagging in this in this situation. Unfortunately, it's it's turned into a political issue. And it's, it's very frustrating. And it's sad to see it. Yes. Uh, I, I just wanted to say, I hope, I hope, you know, I just hope it, it slows down. Um, seems like it's not slowing down anytime soon, but I just hope it slows down and we can get back to normal because we, we right now we're looking at the new normal, and you know, it's it's just not easy. <laughs> it's not it's it's just not easy waking up seeing people with masks on. Even even the baseball players wearing masks. You know, this this it it, it kind of hurts. You know and. I hope all the football players and the coaches and everybody just get well and hopefully they find a solution to this because like I, like we always say, we want to see football. So I hope they work it out. Um, before I get into the next topic, we have breaking news. Um, for for uh, Raheem, uh, the running back from the 49ers, Raheem uh, Mostop, if I said this. Mostert, yeah. Mostert, thank you. Uh, he requested a trade um, from his agent. After months of unproductive talks with the 49ers about fairly adjusting his contract, which uh, parentheses, which pay him for special teams, we have requested a trade. Disappointing that it would come to this come to this for a guy who led who led all NFL running backs and yards per catch and helped them help lead them to the Super Bowl. Um, why 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 would he ask for for a trade? I guess he wants to be more of a, a, maybe he wants to be a starting running back. Maybe he wants more money. I, I'm really not sure what, what he wants. 
But, um, you know, this guy's bounced around the league for a while, and he had a really good year last year. So maybe he's looking for more money. Maybe he's looking for a better situation. I don't know what kind of a better situation you want than being, you know, the runner-up for the Super Bowl, coming back, uh, and a veteran team ready to win again. Um, I'm really not sure what he wants. but And I don't know what San Fran's going to get for him. I mean, he's, he's basically a journeyman. Right, he's bounced around. He's been on like six teams already, in his and he's had he had a good year last year, you know. But maybe he's trying to parlay that into a into a better situation. I guess I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a problem with the coach. I don't know. I'm really not sure. I think I I think in my opinion, I think what's what's going on here is it, most of it is a guy that probably didn't did you know this is his only chance. Probably his only chance is going to ever get paid. He had a very good season last year, um, and it's very productive season. I think I think his first really productive season in the NFL, and he's thinking that he'd never, he probably would never have the leverage that he has now, which the Chiefs, um, the 49ers saw that coming, and basically kind of, you know, you know, tried to um, circumvent that by getting somebody else in there so that they don't have to you know, cater to him, you know, mm. so, so this, so this is how NFL teams do it, man. You know, that's why when players cry about getting paid, you know, some, I, I side with the players because they, the, the teams do what they supposed to do and take care of the organization and the players have to do the same. Unfortunately, that's how it is. It's a business, you know, it would, it would be really good if you could keep him around because he performed so well within that offense, you know, but it's Kyle Shanahan, you know, he makes almost every running back and quarterback look, look really good in his offense. So, um, I mean, poor guy is just trying to get his money. I think that at the end of the day, I think he, he probably thinks that's his, probably his only chance he's going to get to get paid. And also, and also with this scenario, uh, it's you know so this uh three other three other running backs whatever, um, I guess because he gets paid two point eight eight million, and you got Coleman that gets four point twenty five, and then you got uh McKinnon that hasn't played the two years, he's gets seven point five million. <laughs> hmm. So maybe that's why maybe that's why he's like, well, why is this guy getting this money? He hasn't played in two years. <laughs> there you go. Because of his knee injuries, you know. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get it either, and I don't know what San Fran's going to get for him, especially this late in the, uh, you know, right. this close to the season starting and the, the whole uncertainty with everything. He, he may not even get traded. You know, he may not be able to find a, a trade partner. And if they do, what, what, is, what are they going to get for him? A seventh-round pick, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, It's going to be a low pick, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I agree to it. Uh, I just wanted to, to break break bring it out there. It just popped up. Uh, let's move on to, to to your boy Chris Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't even know what he's what he said about the comments. I know we we're not going to talk too much about it, but uh, what what do you think should should happen to Jackson? Uh, uh it was pretty bad what he said. Obviously, when whenever you quote. Hitler, that's usually not a good thing, you know, hmm. especially during this whole, this whole period. And, you know, uh, it just made no sense for him to be saying this, but uh, I mean, if it wasn't for the money that he's owed and what he's already been paid and what he's guaranteed and all that, I think they would have cut him the second that came out, you know, but unfortunately uh, he's already got paid a $2 million option bonus. And he's already got, and he's and he's got four point eight of this year is guaranteed. So the team could try to, you know, void it because of what happened, and and it's going to be tough for the Eagles to be, you know, to get out of that unless there's some kind of suspension. And I believe it's already been said that the t- the league has already said the team has to take care of this themselves. So that kind of puts a lot of pressure on the team. And remember Riley Cooper a few years ago, remember he used a racial slur and they didn't suspend him. So I know it's a different situation, but 
it should be worse now because of the situation. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't know if they're going to cut him. Because they should cut him. I think they, if, if, it was, if it had nothing to do with money, he would have been cut yesterday. No doubt. But since there's money guaranteed and there's a dead cap hit of uh, whatever it is, this year it's like $12.9 million. Next year it's $5.8 million. I know you could spread that spread out. Spread that out. But, but uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's not an easy situation financially for them uh, to just cut them. So maybe they'll I, – I, I, to be honest, I think they're just going to wait it out because of the whole uncertainty with the season, with everything going on. And maybe they're going to try to suspend them for a couple of games. I don't know. Fine them. But we'll see. This is a to-be-continued situation, I believe. I think, I think he should be fined. And and if he's if he need, if he sub, is uh, suspended for a couple of games, I'll be fine with that too. I'm I'm not really um, I'm not really for cutting him. Um, the reason why is because it would look really hypocritical on the Philadelphia's part to take such a drastic step with Deshaun Jackson for saying what he said, which is totally wrong. I mean, he's a very educated young man. For him to even think that was something that he should have said uh, is ridiculous in, in, in on its face. You know, you don't even really have to dig into it. You know, you can't really send a message out on, on, on a deep message out on social media. Because, again, like I said earlier with, with, the, um, with the other uh, topic we were talking about earlier, it's hard to to kind of gauge context on social media. That's why, you know, retweeting some something somebody said or whatever, you know, you're basically putting yourself in the in the crosshairs of whatever hell, whatever crap the person was saying before, you know. So if if the if the person was saying something messed up, then you end up retweeting it. Then you can't say you didn't know. You know, because you because you basically just walked into it. You know, you're not even trying to figure out exactly what it meant, you know, to other people or even, you know, people won't understand what you're saying. You, you can't really gain, get any context. You can't any tell any, you can't tell anybody exactly what you're trying to mean in, in the small amount of words that you get on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, you know. So that's definitely only he needs to be punished. My issue with the Philadelphia Eagles is that these same owners and front office, uh, when that 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 Cooper guy said the N word multiple times when he was drunk, you know, um, mm-hmm. they they basically you know they reprimanded him, I guess, and fined him, but then they signed him straight to a to an extension. If you guys remember, you know, you know, instead of cutting him, I think I think that probably had something to do with the fact that uh, at the time Michael Vick. Uh, kind of uh, co-signed him and said that I think he's a nice guy or whatever the hell he, Michael Vick said. You know, um, probably that's what it is. But at the end of the day, in no way I'm going to condone somebody quoting Hitler, even if it's, you know, <laughs> if it, you can't be in the vicinity of Hitler in any way, not even the dude's family, you know, you know, one had nothing to do with him. I bet you know, just like my last name, if I did something to that level, my whole family would change their name and you probably never hear my last name again in history. You understand me? So so why in the hell would you think quoting anything close to what that dude said or did? You understand me? And I think I think he 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 was he was caught he was caught quoting some other Minister, or whatever I think it was, Louis Farrakhan or whatever, and Louis Farrakhan has a history of being uh, uh, anti-Semite. You know, you people have to. I mean, people just have to watch what they say, man, and they have to communicate in a more understanding way. You know, um, we can't just go around just saying stuff. You know, right. I, I mean, we we need we we you know we have our we have our own issues, and we would we we're. Um, sensitive to our issues so we need people to we need to be sensitive to other people's issues also agree um so 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 since we talking about this uh 
not to cut, cut off, go, go off topic with it, but since we're talking about Deshaun Jackson, the comments, how, how do y'all feel about the NFL playing the Black Anthem in week one? Uh, I I mean, personally, I, n- I never heard of the Black Anthem, Black National Anthem, so this is new This is new to me when I when I heard the news. Uh, Correct. But um, if they want to do it the first week of the year, you know, the first week of the season, you know, I, I think – I think that's great, you know, for uh, just sending a message and showing that they that they're behind everything and and all that. Mm-hmm. I just wish. I mean, this is just my personal feeling. I just wish nobody was going to take the knee during the Black National Anthem or the or the or the National Anthem. Either one. I, I would rather not see them take a knee. That's just my personal feeling. Take a knee before. Take a knee after. But during the National Anthem, you know, you're honoring. Um, the veterans that have fought for this country that are fighting and will fight in the future. And I think that's the time to stand up and, you know, and just respect them uh, to take a knee. I mean, I, I totally respect someone's right to do it. I'm not saying we can't do it, but um, I just wish they didn't. Um, I see other leagues like the, um, like the premier league soccer league in, uh, in your, in England, they did it their first first games back from all this. Uh, they all took the knee just before kickoff. You know, they didn't do it during their national anthem. They did it right before kickoff, and they took a knee. They all had Black Lives Matter on their on their jerseys, and and I I think that was great. You know, they they sent a good message, and I, you know, the NFL is going to do what they're going to do, and I think it's great. Um, I wish the kneeling didn't have to happen, but I know why it's happening, and I get it, and I respect it. Um, I just wish it didn't have to be done. Yeah, we all wish that any none of that stuff had to be done. Unfortunately, um, you know, all this stuff has to be done for um, for these um, injustices to be you know be dealt with. Unfortunately, you know, um, but the whole black anthem thing—I had never <clears throat> never heard of a black anthem. Um, probably somebody would want to take my black card away from me because I don't know of a black anthem. Whatever, listen to me. I will. I will say this one time. This whole movement has nothing to do with statues, has nothing to do with flags, has nothing to changing the name of stadiums and schools and all this stuff. No, nobody that looks like me cares about any of that stuff we don't want no black and we don't care for no black anthem being played or any of that stuff equality is what we're fighting for justice is what we're fighting for so at the end of the day all this stuff on the fringes of you know the you know if they are fringes i think they're way off in my opinion Again, my humble opinion, this is has nothing to do with exactly what the issue is. And until the issue is is dealt with, all this changing the name of master bedroom, to, come on. I'm trying not to be as political because this podcast has nothing to do with politics. I, ju- I just want to let everyone know. When all people that look like me talk, these things have nothing to do with anything. What we want is equality, and what we want is justice. Simple as that. Ah, oh, man, I, I don't, I'm not going to go into it like that because you know, like, like I, like I, like I always tell. Uh, both uh, you, Chris, and Charmin, that I don't like to get into politics like that. I just, I'm long story short. I, I just think the NFL is just trying to cover cover its own behind without me cursing. <laughs> um, look at look at it for for instance with Kaepernick. Um, Kaepernick wanted to. Um, Kaepernick basically they like oh now we interested in Kaepernick and now you know but Kaepernick doesn't want to really play you know look he's about to get a a docu series on ESPN uh what's his name what's that uh Disney Disney Plus he's about to get that and he's about to get a Netflix a series on Netflix 
so it so you know it's a it's a lot but i agree with you Sean. this it, it you know that's what we want but i just think the nfl is trying I, it's good that they doing it but at the same time i just think they trying to protect their butt um look what was going on for years uh and and if they was really serious about it they should have did it years ago i'm glad they doing it now so i'm not going to sit here and say shame on you but at the same time you know i, I just think they protecting them but it's just my opinion per se I, I, you're a hundred percent right they're doing it just for that reason you know because they knew they were wrong the last couple of years dealing with kaepernick basically you know blackballing them out of the league right but correct yeah so they're, they're just trying to make up for it whatever it is what it is uh it's it's sad that we're in this situation now, not just in football, but I'm saying in, in general and in, in real life and, you know, in society, how society is right now. And it's, we still got a long way to go. I mean, this ain't going to be fixed overnight. You know, there's not going to be one thing that's going to have to happen. It's going to be, it's going to take years, decades, generations for people to change. And it's, as we can see, all you have to do is jump on the news or you jump on social media you see there's people out there that are still just living like it's the twenties, you know, or like they're still living in the past and they're still, they're still as racist as they were before all this started. So it's going to take a long time for things to totally change, but hopefully things are changing. It's just going to take a very long time for things to change. So no, that's, that's why I look at No. But at the but you know at the end of this you know it's all it's all you know we 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 definitely love all all of y'all that that listens to us and and I hope it's the vice vice versa for us. Um, let's move along. Uh, Charmin, uh, your boy uh, Njoku, uh requested the trade from the Browns. Um, what, why why would he why would he want want to trade from <laughs> from, from, from this you know uh, from the situation and what team do you think uh, snatch snatch him? I I don't understand where that what kind of thinking drove this young man to come to this conclusion. Um, I know that the that the organization has basically let him down. Um. I think the organization let the whole team down with the hiring of their offensive or head coach uh, last year. Um, I, I mean, the basic football fan would have told you that that guy was going to fail. Mm. And, and, and it, you know, I mean, we need, we, none of us uh, uh, stuttered. We all, we all said from jump that that was a bad idea to make this guy a coach, you know, he never had any experience being a coach. If he was an offensive coordinator, then I would no, understand. No, no, Farman, it's the tight end. Uh, no, I'm no, I'm, I, I, I know, I understand that, but I'm just okay. saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just trying to expand on the fact that probably that's you. the reason why, you know, he's being so mad. You know, he's being mm-hmm. mad because the organization let him down. You know, yeah, let let him by, <laughs> down by hiring an offensive coordinator that had never been an offensive coordinator <laughs> before or had never been a, a, a coach before. You know, yeah. Sammy? And he probably wants to jump ship because of that. And I don't blame him for that. But under the circumstances with the rebuilt offense, offensive line and the more weapons around him and a better experienced offensive coach, why isn't he trying to stick around and see what he could do? And that's the question, you know, is, is it so poisonous still over there that he feels like he needs to leave? You know, um, can I give you a quick answer? Why, why he'd want to leave? Go ahead. Didn't they sign Austin Hooper? That could be one of many. (laughs) He's now a backup tight end, right? Yeah, the number two yeah, tight. He's not. He's he's no. He's no Austin Hooper, um, football wise, football IQ wise. But as a as a, a specimen, he is. He's supposed to be a very elite tight end because he is physically probably one of the better offense um tight ends in the NFL. He just hasn't lived up to it because he's been injured and because of the horrible situation he's been put in. 
Yeah. You know, and that's why that's why I was trying to expand on what I was saying earlier, you know, about the just the whole Browns organization basically messing up, you know, for the kind of, you know, talent that they have, you know, and failing them, you know, and I understand that part of it. But I think I think he has to look at it this way, too, that his injuries didn't help either, you know, because he wasn't on the field enough, Mm -hmm. you know. So so I think I think I think. He's making a bad decision here. I think he should stick around um, at least for another year and see what, what's going on there because um, especially at this time of year, man, I don't know which team would want to spend what to get him on board right now. I really don't. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he only played four games last year, so. Wow. Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean. In the How first games did he play uh, the, the season before that? Then he had an okay season, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. he was uh, fifty-six catches, six hundred thirty-nine yards, four not touchdowns. Bad. That's and he not played three games his first two years. So, okay. Um, but yeah. Still, I I think he just wants out because he, you know, he doesn't want to be the backup. I mean, unless yeah, well, they're two tight end sets, I don't know. Well, that's that's the thing too, and and I think I think I have caught wind of a couple um, people that I trust that that kind of, uh, you know, read the tea leaves on in NFL football, stating that that a lot of the two tight end football um, and NFL offense is going to be, that's going to be something else. I think, I think last year was the year of uh, 11 personnel, you know, with uh, three wide receiver and one tight end, you know, um, maybe this year is the year of two tight ends, you know, so um, we'll see. I um, maybe that's the plan over there, and maybe that's not what he wants to do, and he wants to leave. But I think it's, in my opinion, I think he's a little been he's been a little too rash. Well, you gotta remember too. He's got. I think he's got one more year left on his this year, and then he's got next year, and then then that's it. So he's probably looking at it as even if it is a two tight end set, you know, he's not going to get the catches that he would have gotten if he was the number one guy. You know, basically he's the number two guy. I mean, they didn't sign Hooper to be a backup. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, two tight end set or not, you know, he's not going to get the same amount of targets that he would have gotten uh, a couple of years ago. So Agreed. Agreed. So, I, I mean, I, I understand why he wants to go, but, I mean, this kind of late in the off season too. I mean, we're going to start this, you know, the camps are going to open up in a few weeks. I mean, it's, it's just timing seems really off to bring yeah. him up now. Um, uh, so I don't know. I agree, I, I agree with both of y'all. Great, great points on that one. Um, last topic, Chris, Redskins being pressured to change their team name. Um, Amazon was talking about taking taking their merchandise off off their website, even Nike, um, and even FedEx told them to change their name. Uh, why why are they being pressured to change change their name? Uh, I mean, we've been hearing this for a long time. I know since I've been watching yep. football, we've been hearing <laughs> and, and people protesting against this, and and it go it comes and then it goes away, and then it comes, it goes away, and obviously now is the the perfect storm for this to to be brought up, right? Um, and you know what? I I actually looked it up, and it seems like some. Some in some ways it's a positive thing, in some ways it's a negative thing, some ways it's a neutral way of Redskins. So either way, if it's a little bit negative, then you gotta get rid of the name, right? And it's been going on now. I looked back, I think the first time somebody brought it up was nineteen sixty eight to change wow. the name. So Yeah, to to ex <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, to expand on what you're saying, Chris, to make it to me to under to make you understand it's not somebody that's bringing it up. It's actual Native Americans. Yeah, no, because it's I, like <laughs> right. There's there's this organization of natives, Native Native Americans that that have been asking for the name change for a very long time. Like Chris just pointed out. Um, so that's nothing about any. There's no politics behind this. Uh, it's not the American government or some societal, you know, or um, po- po- or political party talking about this. This is actual people that's that have been pointing out the fact that that name is a slur and you keep putting it out there is 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 is, is you know it hurts us and we need we need you to change this and 
in light of everything that's going on in our society now, I think it kind of shine shone a, a kind of a brighter light on the situation. And a, especially with all these companies, I think they're being a lot. Uh, I think they're fe- kind of reading the tea leaves and they're kind of feeling out what's going on in society right now. So they're kind of siding, especially with all the young people, man. They need, they the young people feel like, you know, society needs change. Uh, change is it's hard, man, for a lot of people, man, yeah. as you could tell, you know. Mm-hmm. So people are being, you know, you tell people about that stuff and they're going, you know, they're losing their stuff because they're like, oh my God, you got to change this. And then they're going crazy, you know, but there's actual folks that are hurt by this. And they've been saying this, not for 10 years, <laughs> not for 20 years, for a very long time. You know, before I was born, they've been complaining about this. So I think it's in, it's time they, they've been, they're heard. I think it's time they take, they're taken seriously. Um, I think they, they, their communities have been heard enough in this country. And I think they should be honored by taking the, um, taking that name down, man. Um, the the team the team could figure something out man they 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 could hire a marketing strategist uh marketing firm to figure something out they will do something good it, it'll be fine i don't think it'll be an issue yeah i mean think about it the, the team is going to make a gazillion dollars out of this anyway once they change yep. because they got to make new yep. uniforms, new hats <laughs> new shirts new everything so they, yep. they're going to i mean i get it they've had the name since i think 1937 they've been around so they've been around forever. I, I understand that. But you know what? They've been hearing these calls for the last 50 years, more than 50 years now. So it's time to just change the name. You know what? Make it. And if you want to keep it uh, American Indian centric, then you know what? Go to them and say, what name can yep. you use? What's a good exactly. name? Exactly. And yep. if incorporate not, them in the, in the in the decision, yes. Right, and if you don't want to, ch- if you don't want them to be involved, and you want to change the logo and everything, then you know what? Put it to the fans. Say, fans, what do you want this? What do you want us to be named next? You know, we heard the red tails. Uh, uh, Davin sent that to me, and and Charmin. Uh, it looked awesome. I thought that's a great a great name, the red tails, because that honors the um, the first African American uh, fighter pilots, right, in World War Two. It was. Yes. Yes. So I think that's a great that that would be awesome if they did that. But you know what? Put it to a vote. Put let the fans get involved and make it a make it a big thing and make it a positive instead of oh now we're gonna change our name and you know hmm. just do it the right way, you know. And yep. you're gonna make a billion dollars out of this, so stop complaining. Just do it. You know, it, yep. it stinks, but you know. And but I, you see, like the Cleveland Cleveland Indians in in baseball, <clears throat> they're thinking about it too. So. You know, the Chicago Blackhawks uh, sent out a, a message. I don't know if it was today or yesterday about that. They're not going to change their name because they honor the Blackhawks of yes. Illinois. Yes. Right. Mm. So they are honoring somebody by, that's, by their right. name. That's right. an actual, that's an actual Indian tribe. So right, yes. exactly. It's not insulting. They're actually honoring right. the tribe. The Redskins, you know, it's totally different. So they just got to figure out the right thing. But like you said, they'll, they'll turn this into hopefully because knowing Daniel Snyder, he's not the best owner. So uh, we'll see. But I'm sure they'll, they'll they they can't mess this up. And also, and also, I think uh, think some of the, uh, the some of the I think the co-owners I think are uh, trying to sell their stock or trying to uh, I guess sell their percentage because yeah, the of Snyder. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A lot of minority owners. The some yeah. of the minority owners have been kind of putting up a a little causing a little like disturbance. Yes. About yes. like thirty percent, um, and also uh, the congresswoman in D.C. is proposing a bill for new stadium at RFK site once they um after the after the, uh, the name resident. change. Yes, so yeah, that, that's incentive right there, right? That's an incentive right yes. there. There you go. Yeah, change so, the name. Right, so it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot going on with the Redskins, and they're gonna have to figure it out real soon, especially if they lose. Mer- they lose sales, especially in merchandise. You, you, you could you imagine not seeing a Redskin jersey in um, Nike or <laughs> Amazon or <laughs> the oh, big yeah. name companies? <laughs> oh, yeah. it's definitely, and it's gonna sell like crazy. Whatever, whatever they get, you know. Like I said, if they do it like like the one that you did, the the Red Tails, yeah, and they're gonna sell a crazy amount of 
jerseys from that. Yep. Yeah. So, the jerseys didn't look too bad, too. I yeah, no, I mean, they can keep the colors. They can even, you know, it, it'll it'll still be fine. You know, I think, like you said, some like Shaman said, some people just don't like change, no matter what, how simple it is or how major it is. Some people just don't like change, and that's what it comes down to. Yes, sir. Definitely agree. Um, that's it for our episode. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. We do this every week for y'all. And so we have, next- a, we oh. have a special guest next week, though. Yeah, we <laughs> have, have a special guest next week for uh, episode 99, close to 100. Uh, so until next time, we're taking flight. Mm-hmm.